So today I want to continue our series on the core four and character. And today specifically, we're going to wrestle with the issue of contentment. Contentment. Now if I had to apply this to one of the core four, I probably would put it right into the spirit side. As it, is it devotion or diligence? Maybe devotion. Let's put it there for today and see where it takes us as we continue. So today, again, we're talking about contentment. I want to start by reading a passage uh, out of Philippians 4. It's Philippians 4, 11 through 12. And it says, I don't say this out of need, for I've learned to be content. In whatever circumstances I am, I know both how to have a little and I know how to have a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. Hmm, makes you wonder. He learned the secret. Of, does he tell us? Well, maybe we would. Let's delve into this and see where he goes. I I don't know where you were, or how old you were. I probably just probably preteen for most of you. When that picture of Michael Phelps, famous Olympic swimmer, first hit the news with his face uh, smoking marijuana out of a bong. Uh, I'll remember that moment because it hit the news all over the place and oh, this is, this, you know, here's this Olympian, uh, gold medalist guy, awesome athlete, rich kid, uh, you know, and here he is, you know, ruined his reputation. Uh, and really since that time, even though there's been a number of successes, that, that picture, that, that, reality of him doing that. He's always been trying to get back uh, in, into the good graces of, of society and culture just because of that instant. And, and you know, here, here it is, this great guy, uh, very talented, who is seeking after something. Uh, he needed something, and it drove him to smoke marijuana out of, the, uh, out of that bong. And it re really reminds me of this fact that all of us ultimately are seeking something. Uh, we're seeking after something to fill something that we need that exists in us. And, uh, and I think that's true of most young people. Look, I think it's true of most older people as well. I want to very specifically, and it, some of this is in light of engaged days and some of what Louie uh, Collins had shared, just challenge you with the reality of what Jesus Christ can offer you. Um, you know, we're here at this college I get a sense that many of us know about Jesus, but I'm not sure how many of us have really come to terms with who Jesus is and how he can affect our lives. And so I, I'm going to base today's share a lot on the idea that Jesus alone is the one who can fill the sense of need that we have. Now, um, as, as I, I remember the story of Tom Brady uh, around the same time, or was not too... Too long afterwards, there was another famous athlete, uh, Alex Rodriguez, who had used performance-enhancing drugs. And, and it's not like he's the first guy or the last guy that's used performance-enhancing drugs. Many have. But there was a quote that he said after, uh, at, during an interview that I think really hits the, the nail on the head. When confronted by reporters, he actually said this. He says, I was young, I was stupid, I was naive. And I wanted to prove to everyone that, you know, I was worth being one of the greatest players of all time. And, and I did take a banned substance, you know. For that, I'm sorry and, and I'm deep, deeply regretful. As I think back on the story of those two guys and, and many others since then, I, it makes me wonder what, 
What is it that drives people to go there? What What is it that they're seeking after? What is it that would drive uh, a Rodriguez to performance-enhancing drugs in order to be recognized or Phelps uh, to have to overcome uh, not being respected as much in society and, and what's going on there. I mean, because some of it's easy, especially in Phelps' position. Ah, oh, you know, he's a college student. He's got, you know, that, doesn't everybody do that? Well, the, the answer to that is no, not everyone does do that. But in Phelps' position, it, it's even more interesting because Phelps, I mean, here he was. He was a champion, uh, a, a great athlete, a fantastic performer. Um, he, he was rich superstar he had everything he he wanted uh, uh, you know he had well i guess he didn't have everything he wanted but you know his chest is covered with gold medals he had international fame uh showered with awards blessed with incomprehensible amount of money and talent and still some for some reason he feels compelled to seek something from marijuana it was saint augustine who said that the soul is restless until it finds its rest in God. Awesome quote. And I believe that's true. Only God can truly satisfy the soul. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ, only the gospel of Jesus Christ provides the forgiveness, um, provides the redemption, provides the relationship that finally puts to rest what our restless souls are seeking after. That unflattering image of Michael Phelps with his face in the bomb reminds us of the deceitfulness of what the world is trying to always shove down our throats. This idea of the, that, that we can be successful, we can find what we're looking for, but it's a reminder of the superficiality of things like fame and money. But at the same time, it also should be a reminder to us about the message of Christ and Christ crucified and how restless people who are seeking, people like Phelps, can find what they need in Jesus Christ. Contentment comes, the character of contentment comes, when you realize that what you have is what you need. Now, maybe that's not true, but see, with God, and God provides all our needs according to his riches and glory, according to the scriptures, then God is all that we need. Scriptures tell us he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He provides us the satisfaction that we're looking for. And that's how we develop the character quality of contentment. Rather than this obsession with fame or money or getting ahead or accomplishing great things. It's not that any of those things are necessarily wrong. But when we look for our contentment from those things, we're going to find ourselves coming up empty every time. There was an interview with Tom Brady where uh, he was asked about his achievements. And in response, he said, why, why do I have several Super Bowl rings and still think that there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey, man, that, that's what it is. You, you reached your goal. You reached your dream. You reached, you know, this is it. But I think it's got to be more than this. I mean, this isn't, this can't be all that it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Today's culture urges us to complete, to achieve, to fight, to worry. 
as we make our way up the ladder of success and we race up and we fight up this ladder but ultimately when we reach the top rung many of us find that it's leaning up against the wrong wall that this this wall that I've been climbing up this ladder for success is not giving me what it is that I think I or, or at least what I thought I was going after the book of Ecclesiastes by the way one of my favorite books specifically addresses this idea of futility, the idea of futility and trying to satisfy apart from God. Solomon, the author, uh, pursued wisdom with God. Uh, he asked God for wisdom, but he didn't just pursue wisdom, he pursued knowledge. It says he pursued pleasure. Uh, he pursued success. I mean, Solomon had it all. Smart as uh, you know, smart as anything, but but he pursued after pleasure, wine, women, uh, you know, castles and properties and all this kind of stuff, everything, and in, in a pursuit to just find a sense of contentment. Yet having all these things at his disposal, all these resources, all these riches, pursuing everything that he can think of, ultimately Solomon reaches this conclusion that everything is meaningless just simply meaningless and yet at the same time Solomon also understands that God has put eternity in our hearts which means God has planted in us this desire to seek for something more and yet at the same time Solomon realized that what this world has to offer will never fill that hole that yearning that God has placed in our hearts. Living out contentment isn't easy because we're, we're outnumbered uh, and surrounded by messages and the masses that tell us differently. They say that we have to conform to what the world is telling us. Even the Apostle Paul admitted in Philippians 4 that we just read earlier, I have learned to be content. I had to learn it. It's something that we have to grasp. That's why it's a character quality. It's not just given to us. We have to seek after it. It's a learning process for us to understand that what the world has to offer isn't what it is. Um, many times that comes from brokenness. And the realization that what the world has to offer isn't it. God, that relationship with God, the redemption we find through God, that is what teaches us contentment. Contentment allows us to gain things of greater value than a degree or a job or the fame or the fortune. I don't know who said this, but um, there's a quote that says, Discontentment makes rich men poor, while contentment makes poor men rich. Best example I can think of this, because you know we try to focus on scripture every time, is Luke 8, 22 through 25, where we find Jesus in a boat when there's a storm going on, and everyone is freaking out. Every, disciples, I believe it's all the disciples are in the boat, and they're, you know, <laughs> they're worried about their lives and everything that's going on, and there Jesus is just sleeping, because he's content. He has everything he needs. It's all over, it's all over. It is what it is. When we forget who's in charge, or maybe we don't have Christ in charge of our lives, we will worry, we will seek, we will look for that sense of peace and calm. And I'm telling you, 
The only place that ultimately you will ever be able to find it is through Christ. Um, Augustine, he was an African Christian leader in the 5th century, said, Lord, you made us for yourself, for yourself, and our hearts are restless until we can rest in you. And it's this idea that within every one of us is this God-shaped need um, that, that needs to be filled with something, but everything we put in it never truly fills it up. Um, we, we try fame, we can try fortune, we can try relationships, we can try drugs and alcohol, impure living, a a anything. Even, even following religion is a way to fill it up. But without Christ, without Christ, it just never gets filled up. There's an incredible comfort and an incredible calm that comes when a person rises up and simply allows Jesus Christ to come in and to fill that void. And so that's, that's part of my challenge for you. You want contentment. You want to develop the character quality of contentment. Well, at a base level, you can just learn to be satisfied with what you have. That's a, that's a worldly level character. But if you want to learn character at the God level, then what you have to do is you have to allow Christ to come into your life and begin to fill the voids, to begin to fill the places that you're using other things to fill up, to find yourself at peace with your Creator. I'll give you a few scriptures you can look at this week as you study this. Of course, Philippians 4, 11 through 12, uh, be sure to look there. Psalm 23, 3 talks about contentment. It's a great little passage. Uh, Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. Uh, see what these verses tell you about contentment and discontentment. Uh, and then maybe list some ideas of, of ways to approach that. Uh, thinking of, uh, I mean, you can read the story in Luke 8 with Jesus in the boat. Um, but ultimately, I guess I, I want to challenge you with this. Take some time to think about in what ways have you searched for contentment or peace? or a sense of accomplishment from other things? Where, where is it that you invest your time that you feel the most sense of pride in your work? And then I'm going to challenge you to open that up just a little bit. Maybe just over the next few weeks, allow Christ into that area a little bit. See what happens when you allow the love of Christ to pour in and fill up that which is discontent. God bless you this week. I'll catch up with you next week as we continue our journey on character. Thanks.